You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 85. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We're on vacation. Well, not yet, but we're about to be. I mean, I think this counts. This counts? Yeah. Well, you still got to edit it all. Oh. You have to edit out all my obscenities and... Well, you're really bringing me down. Slurs. Oh, man. You know, me always always complaining about the Swedish. So sick of them. <laughs> coming Swedish. Over, coming over here, taking our jobs. Oh, my God. All the cheese manufacturing jobs. <laughs> you can you know, when's the last time you found a cuckoo clock that was made in America? Swedes. No, wait, that's Switzerland. <laughs> you are all, that's... I was just accidentally, I was trying to pretend to be offensive, and then I was accidentally offensive. Because, because you, you I didn't can't know keep, what you are talking about. I can't keep the Swedes and the Switzerlands, I can't tell them apart. Oh, Tom. Oh, this took a, a dark turn. Mm. Well, I guess actually... Probably a pretty blonde turn. Oh, my God. Okay, come back. Come okay. back to me. <laughs> where did so, you go? I, I, I'll tell you where I am going. <laughs> Disney World. I, I know. We're going to Disney World. I know. I I'm, can't wait. Yay. So we got to pound through this episode so we can get on a plane, get uh, the hell out of here. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you got in store for people? Well, we're going to talk about a new really fun event coming up the first week of January. Um, and it is started by one of our members in, in public. Latonia. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the fact that my dread came. Oh, did ah! it? You should have said something. All the updates about that and how my experience went. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Android app because it's here too. Oh my God. It's like just Christmas. Coming. It's like Christmas in December. I know. And there was some new content that dropped this week. And Dennis was spotted somewhere very particular this week. Lots of rumors happening. We need to discuss it. And of course, there was a fun article that uh, we found that talked about 
Peloton's top rides of the year. And of course, of course, our interview with Abby Blake and Jen Parker that took place at the St. Louis opening last week. Awesome. Lots to do. Lots and lots to do. Yes. So before we get to that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts as we now have to call it. It's the law. Tom, you should tell them the story. Somebody from Apple Podcasts actually listens. Somebody from Apple listens, or you he guys. sits next to the Apple Podcast people. Yeah, but he works at Apple. He works at Apple. And we said Apple isn't listening and Apple is listening. Yes. So that's the coolest thing ever. That's pretty awesome. Also, I think I think we need to tell them about the rest of that conversation. He said that if uh, Crystal rides the bike 10 times, he'll put us in New and notable I don't think that's exactly how that that's went That's how I'm remembering it I'm pretty sure you're leaving out some key details Anyway <laughs> Hello Apple Podcasts Hi And we're also available on Spotify Sorry Apple Podcasts <laughs> Sorry you Gotta be everywhere You do You know But you know it's it is. you know You had to be asked to get on Spotify not anymore No But there was a brief window And we were in that window We made it in that for window For like two seconds For like four days Yeah We were ahead of the curve And then they just opened it up To everybody I'm pretty sure They just They were like We already know We're opening yeah. up to everybody Let them in I thought I was special for a moment And then everybody took a crack at it It was like prom <laughs> Oh dear anyway. That's not true My prom date was very lovely <laughs> And I'm sure I know her name. So, <laughs> no, actually, you don't. <laughs> I don't. So, oh, that's don't. really funny. Yeah, he dated like eight Kathys, guys. Yeah, it's like, a joke. The first like four girls I dated were all named Kathy. Yeah, so I just assumed it was a Kathy. It was not a Kathy. Oh, okay. So, anyway, where were we? Shameless plugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking Tom. of Kathys, so shameless plugs. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, wherever you want to get your podcast, you can find us. Don't forget Facebook.com slash the clip out. You can uh, like the page, join the group, stay up to date, all that fancy pants stuff. And we should probably also say that we will not have a new episode next week. That is true. Because God, we, just, we spent time with the family. Didn't we just do that like a month ago? I know. Jesus. I know. Christ, they're needy. <laughs> like twice a year. I know. But Jerks. They, can't they spread it out? <laughs> if we're only going to do it twice a year. No. Nah. So anyway, no new one next week. No. But we will return the following week. We'll be back. Fear not. Yep. So there. That's all of that. I believe I'm finally done. Well, you didn't talk about our website. Oh, theclipout.com. There you go. That's now you're our, done. That's our website. Yes. So let's dig in, shall we? Sure. It's time for news of the Peloton. Well, this sounds delicious. Pelo fondue. No, no, no. What? No, it's not fondue. Oh. Do you need your readers? Oh, wait. Hang on. Let me hold this one a little farther away. My readers are upstairs. Oh, Pelo Fonda. Now, is this the Fonda that took the side of the Viet Cong? (laughs) Is it that Fonda? Not Fonda. Oh, Pelo Fondo. There you go. Oh. There you go. He got it, guys. Third time's a charm. Yes. So we're going to have our first annual Peloton Fondo, and it is courtesy of Nathan Werman. He has put together a Pelo Fondo. This is going to be so fun. Now explain, because I don't... You have no idea what a Pelo Fondo is? No. Okay. So you ever heard of like the Grand Fondo? You ever heard of that? No. It's like a bike. It's like a biking tour. And like, so they do like a hundred miles and I think it's in a row. Yeah. On purpose and everything. Hmm. Of course, it's outdoors, but we're going to do it indoors. So you can sign up to ride together as many miles as you want. The idea being that we're going to ride all day 
on January 5th or January 6th, whichever day works better for you. Okay. And you're going to just like ride real easy in like zone two or three. You know, we're not going to get all heart rate crazy. We're going to take it nice and easy. And uh, you can ride anywhere from five miles all the way up to 100 miles. Or you can hop on and just ride as time permits. You can fill out a form so we know who you are. You can put a little hashtag out there called Pillow Fondo and then put your however many miles you're doing. So if you're doing 100 miles, you'd say Pelo Fondo 100 and okay. then we would know you're going to do 100 miles that day. Hop on the So I would do like Pelo Fondo 0. I mean, yes, if you had a leaderboard name. Fair enough. And then you would then ride from 9 a.m. Eastern, so 8 a.m. our time. And then you would ride until you get to your destination mileage, whatever that was going to be. Awesome. And then the winner gets some Oh, there's no winner. Fondue. No. There's no fondue The winning is participating It is It's because we're all riding together We're going to cheer each other on We're going to keep it cool We're going to have nice low uh, low power output But like a lot of miles that day And a lot of fun Gotcha It's going to be really cool And um, so there is a group And it's called Pelo Fondo So if you can't find it Let me know you can ask me. You can also ask Jackie Sincata or, of course, Nathan Werman, who's putting this all together. And you have our personal guarantee within this group, there will be no Viet Cong. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I will go ahead and post a link to the group in the clip out. So Facebook.com slash the clip out. You will be able to find a link to Pelo Fondo. It's going down January 5th and 6th. It's going to awesome. be fun. Gee, I wonder what we're talking about. I, I was reading the notes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So your tread got here. It did. It did. It arrived. I was so nervous because I've read a lot of horror stories. I mean, there's been a lot of wonderful deliveries. A lot of wonderfully non-consequential deliveries have occurred. But there have been some notable right. ones that have been very scary. Well, most people don't go on the interwebs to be like, Everything went fine. Just letting you know. Right. Right. And well, and I knew that we were going to have a delivery from XPO, which can be a little dicey. You never know what you're going to get. Now, my bike delivery was beautiful. There was not one thing right. wrong with it. It was perfect. But they had delivered a bunch by the time you ordered a right. bike. Right. I was not on the early end of this curve. It was old hat. Yes. Whereas this is new hat. Well, it was new hat for me. But as I found out, they'd already delivered a shit ton in Missouri. Right. Like, I was way down on the list. Yes. Way down. So if you ever the sit there and think, well, Clip Out Crystal probably gets all sorts. Nope. 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 I mean, I ordered within 20 minutes, y'all. 20 minutes and uh, I was not at the beginning of that list so they had already done tons but here's the cool thing they already done tons and that means that my delivery was smooth as silk they brought it in luckily I only had to go downstairs they explained to me that going upstairs is hell with that thing um, and going downstairs is much easier they had they had a nice little sled technique going down the stairs where one guy was at the bottom kind of bracing himself against each step so that right. it didn't crash into the wall like I've heard it done it's done at some people's houses so whenever we move oh it's not going anywhere that's going to be a whole team in and of itself like that yeah they earned every bit of that delivery fee they earned that delivery fee the bike delivery fee <laughs> and and they got a tip because they deserved it uh they were in and out of here super fast smooth as silk it was beautiful so i and, have no complaints and they they raved about Peloton owners They did You guys They said Peloton owners 
are the best tippers They were like hands down I deliver shit Nobody cares I show up with something Peloton Everybody's like Oh my god My Peloton delivery's here Every time <laughs> Every time And um, so I was getting live updates Because our 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 friend that lives here in St. Louis Stacy Dawn Who we met through the St. Louis group The Peloton St. Louis group She was getting live updates Her tread got delivered first So all morning I'm like I'm getting Okay they're on their way Okay here the box is here Okay it went great And so she told them who I was and that they were coming to my house next. So when I got the call, they were like, "Yeah, we're over here at your friend Stacy's, and we're on our way." It was it was great. <laughs> it was great. They thought it was hilarious, and they were having tons of fun. So and you already took a ride or a run. I have done three, so we got it. <laughs> we got it on. We got it on Monday, and uh, you know. I told my boss I took a little lunchtime run. It was 20 minutes, so I did it like quick boot camp. Because you were technically working from home. I was working from home, but it was over lunch. And then uh, by the end of the day, um, I was ready to go again. So I was very excited. I got to take my first live tread with Maddie Majacomo, and we did a 60-minute boot camp. I say we because uh, Mrs. The Fred, her actual leaderboard name is Run Spin Run, and it's Leslie Walker. for anybody who doesn't know. Um, she, she she uh, was like, oh, you have to take your first tread tonight. And so she got on to go with me. And so we treaded together. And I got surprising amount of high fives. People were on. It was so cool. There were only 26 people on leaderboard. And I was at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a blast. It was so much fun. And you got a very nice shout out from Maddie. Oh, Maddie. Maddie gave a, a great shout out. Even I got a shout out. Tom got a shout out. He was like, he's like, where's Tom? Is he in the room like eating a sandwich while you do this, Crystal? <laughs> oh, my God. Maddie's the best. And then uh, and then I took another one on Wednesday morning. Uh, and and I it was a boot camp. And then I did an intervals run. It was like 20 minute boot camp. And then a 20 minute interval run And I found out It was an intermediate interval run And I found out Not ready for intermediate <laughs> I did not know my heart rate Could get up to 180 And stay there I was a little concerned I was like Maddie What did I do wrong He was like Calm down It's going to go down As you continue to condition So He's, He steered you to one, towards One of the classes For the elderly <laughs> Not yet Not yet He didn't say that yet Thanks Tom Don't give him any ideas <laughs> We have a special class For the infirm <laughs> It's been a blast It has been so much fun I absolutely love it It is everything I thought it would be And it's beautiful And and just so everyone Is aware People who have been like Oh my god It shakes It doesn't shake Etc I have zero problems With the shaking I mean yes There is a noise being Coming from it It's not silent It's a machine Right yeah. Right But it is It is by no means Like the uh, monitor shaking Even at fast speeds Even going all the way at 12 It was not like crazy shaking So anybody that experiences that You might that, have been Oh I was <laughs> You were crazy shaking I couldn't get up to 12 Let me be clear I was not on the tread When I turned up to 12 <laughs> Because I would never have been able To stay on the tread If I turned up to 12 We're, we're starting off You'd you know? have been a viral video I would have those people Slinging I, yeah. across the room Yeah for sure For sure but I think it's going to be a great addition to our household. Even the kids were hopping on. Uh, your your son Brian yeah. wanted to be on. He already took his first run. He was super excited. He was, and uh, he loved it. He did it in bare feet, guys, and he was going faster than I was. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it, and Sydney might actually walk on it. You never know. Yeah, she's more like me, which is odd since she's your child and not mine. I know. I know. But when it comes to physical movement, <laughs> you guys are very similar. She gets that from me. <laughs> so, tread is wonderful. 
And if that wasn't as exciting enough for you Oh my god The Android app has arrived It has And just in time for our trip this week Because I'll be able to do yoga I can do an outdoor run I could do an outdoor run with any of the instructors I mean I probably won't Because we're going to do a lot of walking But I can do yoga A lot of eating Yeah I know I'm a little worried about that But only because I don't want to feel horrible when I get back But Android app It's here And now it is the unreleased version And that only means like What does that mean? It just means that they're not done Like they're not They haven't put all of the features in it It's a beta Kinda I'm like you can't release something And then call it unreleased Yeah it's That's like when somebody Puts a video on YouTube And calls it rare No it's not It's on YouTube now It just doesn't have All the features in it That it will have eventually And so It's out there It can be used It can be downloaded So Have at it That's right It's beautiful to behold And you can go in And you can just Select That class you're gonna take And Man It's so cool You can see your shout outs And you can record them Right on there It's no more of this Baloney that we had to do before So it's so much easier So much easier We're getting caught up Peloton has delivered On all their promises Yes It is also I should point out Still the fall It is Now I do have to say One thing Not not everyone though No And I want to be serious About this because It is creating Quite a bit of drama For those people Who have not gotten Their tread Who ordered back in January Because at this point There are people That have ordered I mean Literally in November and December have delivery dates This is and there's people that never got it from January and I get but they're not in the same market They're not in the same market. So I understand there's going to be some differences there But what I don't understand is how it can be that significant Like how did you whip through so many people and let's say the DC market or you know Rhode Island like you 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 had so many that came in and then you you sold them all You brought them all out But you can't get to Omaha I don't understand Yeah I don't understand that It's not that far I don't know It must just be How many have ordered there Distribution issue I don't know, issue, I don't know, know. And, I, and I feel like if, if Peloton I feel like Peloton is doing their best Like I want to yeah. be clear about that Even when I was at my most frustrated With not having my tread I know that And I knew that then But I will say this I think that Peloton Could make their own lives easier If they could just figure out when they're getting to that market If it's three more weeks, it's three more weeks Then tell people that Just say, hey, sorry, it's going to be another three weeks Yeah Here's $100 for the boutique or something Right, right Or if it's going to be if it's going to be three months You need to tell people that Because they need to wrap their heads around that Rather than every week think there's a thousand more people That just announced they got their tread And I'm not one of them Right It's very upsetting It's very upsetting when you're waiting So good luck to everybody out there I hope that you get your treads very soon And so we can go run together It's going to be fun If you say so Yeah, you're going to hop on there too, right Tom? (laughs) Yeah (laughs) So there's more new content There is Yes, a bunch of new outdoor runs dropped today Selena Samuela She has a 30 minute 80s rock fun run And there are also new runs from Andy Spears And Oliver Lee And Rebecca Kennedy And Olivia Amato And of course Robin Arzan All new content So when you take an outdoor run Mm -hmm. Do they tell you when to turn around and head back? 
I mean, they tell you like you're halfway, you know, like it'll be like, okay, we're like, uh, I haven't done, I've only done like one because this was before they had the Android app. So it was really difficult to make it work. it to your Blackberry and it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was, yes, it was very complex. But I did run and it was Matt Wilp, it was one of Matt Wilper's runs. And what he did is he broke it down into like four segments. So it was like, I think I did a 60 minute because it was when I was training for the 13 miler. So Mm -hmm. I was like... Two hour runs were nothing And um, so I was out there for like an hour And he was like okay we're halfway through This you know like we we're gonna do Four blocks and then When you're done with the second block you know you're halfway Through you know it's that kind yeah, of thing totally. So I mean it's not like it is now time For you to turn around and go back but it's It's very much you structured know, In a way that like you you know you're halfway done Gotcha so we'd hate to do Your 30 minute run and then be like oh well, now I gotta do A 30 minute run back yeah, like where the hell am I Yeah <laughs> So Dennis was spotted yes. out and about. Yes. And it is, is setting the rumor mill ablaze. Oh, it's on fire. It's hot. Okay, so he was at at a yoga studio on the Upper West Side in New York City. For those of you that don't know what the Upper West Side is, I'm probably the only one that wouldn't have known that. But at any rate, he was there and the Peloton Prophet thinks he was there recruiting for new Yoga instructors for Peloton Because another rumor that's going around Is that Dennis is actually the one that's going to be Heading up the whole yoga Thing interesting Yeah because he hasn't even been announced as an instructor Yeah so it's completely a rumor I don't know but it does make Sense why else would he be there observing A class so he wasn't just there taking A class he was there observing a class Right so that is why it is Believed that he was recruiting I have like action movie montage In my head now of him like going To all these yoga studios I could Totally see that yeah looking for the next Peloton yoga that could be a great video Somebody needs to make that into a video like you you Know that yeah. oh, John Mills I need to tell John Mills that would he be should just... do like a dirty dozen Parody where he goes in and interviews Each person <laughs> That would be so great Oh my god that would be so funny Uh, And he's got the sense of humor He pulled that off Yeah Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll have to Keep an eye out for that To see what comes Comes up at all What comes out (laughs) That's a teen mom reference Yeah I don't think anyone's Going to get our uh, (laughs) Teen mom two Promo (laughs) parody jokes We shall see what comes out Except for (laughs) Megan Yarnell Yes yes Megan will know She'll get it That was for you Megan (laughs) Man oh man do you love your AG1 I really do You do It's a wonderful tasting drink And it also makes me feel good Like it's a great way to start the day Uh, You know I grew up My dad always had things like tomato juice First thing in the morning I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1 and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase 
at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. You know, so many people look to avoid carbs these days for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And that means you have to give up so many great foods. But I think one of the hardest things is bread. Yeah, because a lot of times the carb reduction also means that the texture changes. It means that the taste changes. So that can feel like a lot to give up. And that's where Hero Bread comes into play. This is the first white bread I've had in forever years i couldn't even tell you how long <laughs> yeah. 10 years yeah i mean it's been a long time i missed you white bread <laughs> well it's nice because hero bread it's actually a large piece of bread like you would say a normal size piece of bread larger than normal yeah i mean like texas toast size yeah and the texture is real bread absolutely Oh, it's amazing. I just had it as toast. Yeah. I didn't have to. It wasn't like, oh, it's a sandwich. It, I, toast. And you enjoyed it. I did. It's <laughs> zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and it's high in fiber. Don't give up on bread. Hero Bread is offering 10% off of your order. Go to hero.co and use TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. <laughs> Checking in with the Peloton community. So I'm not really sure what to do because normally I'm like joining us via Skype a phone. We got people here in real life, <laughs> like in the flesh. We are at the opening of the St. Louis store. Perhaps you've heard someone talk about it. Just a few times. <laughs> I'm just hoping this episode isn't one long squee. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, joining us from Peloton Corporate, it's Abby Blake and Jen Parker. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Why don't you uh, give us your official job title so we... I'm going to go on a limb and say whatever your job titles are, they're the kind of job titles where we're still going to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the follow-up question. Sure, I'll start. I'm Jen Parker, and I'm the SVP of retail for Peloton. Awesome. I'm Abby Blake. I am a senior brand manager on the marketing team at Peloton. Awesome. So what does that mean, guys? <laughs> so pretty much on my end, it just means I run all of our retail showrooms, micro stores, the expansion of retail. As you guys see us pop up in cities across the country, we had a lot of growth this year. So a lot of showrooms open over the past few weeks. How many has it been? I want to say by the end of this year, it's 62. I'm going to do my backwards math. So around 30-ish this mm -hmm. year. And I, my hesitation of not knowing off the top of my head is because we've done about 18 in the past five weeks. Whoa. Yeah. And that includes U.S. and Canada. Canada. So we've been all over the place. And then what does your title actually mean? Great question. So I work on the brand team. So the brand team at Peloton is really thinking about every place a consumer is interacting with the brand and how the brand is represented and really brought to life. I focus on how our brand is brought to life at retail. So how people engage with our showrooms, how they learn about them, how they understand the value and experience that the showrooms bring, and then any sort of marketing that gets the word out about them. Where did you guys come from before that? Like, what what led up to this? I like to take my story way back, if that's okay with both of you. When I was little, 
And it's so interesting thinking about at what age you kind of click to know what you want to be when you grow up. And when I was little, I always thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I had a great grandmother who immigrated from Italy who owned her own dress company in New York City. So when I was little, I got to go and hang out with them and sew. And so I just thought that was my career. And probably junior or senior year of high school, I realized I wanted to be more on the business end of things and not so much the creative designer. My family actually ran a candy store for 15 years on Cape Cod. Wow. Yeah. So much fun as a little kid. That's a dangerous mix, right? Like, on the one hand, I want to work in high-end fashion. On the other hand, I'm going to fatten people up. <laughs> Just eat a lot of candy. Keep some inventory in our house. And it's funny because now I have children who are 11, 9, and 6. And every day they're like, well, when are we opening up our candy store? Grandma and Grandpa had one. Are you like a total candy snob? <laughs> Yes. Like somebody brings you a Hershey bar and you just want to punch them in the throat? <laughs> yes, but now as I get older, I'm like, I really shouldn't be eating that much candy. But <laughs> everybody who works closely with me knows it's the way to my heart. And they're like, JP, you need me to go get you some candy. Are you having an okay day? What's going on? And then usually when we travel, they all know that it has to, we have to stop in a candy store. It has to end or start <laughs> the day there. So working my family's business, I got exposed to every single piece of running a family-owned business, which was incredible. We continued it while I was in college. I went to college and studied marketing. And while I was at school, still taking a lot of side jobs, working three different jobs over the summer, including that candy store, just getting experience doing everything. And the summer before my senior year, I interned for Macy's um, at the time was Federated Merchandising Group and got a job right out of school with them doing merchandising. Wow. Yeah, I was really lucky. So I worked there. Then I went to Bloomingdale's and I was a buyer and a planner at Bloomingdale's. Great experience. It was a few years ago. <laughs> at the height of contemporary. So it was a great market to be in. I learned a lot. Left Bloomingdale's to go work at Theory, which is another fashion brand. And I was there for eight years and did all different roles, planning. I ran stores for them. I ran operations for them. But after eight years of being there, I just kind of realized I needed a break and I wasn't challenging myself the way that I really wanted to. So I quit without having a job. Whoa, Whoa. that's a ballsy move. It was very, made my husband just a little nervous. (laughs) Understandably. (laughs) With three kids at home. And I just kind of did some soul searching to say, where do I want to go that I'm going to be inspired every day? What's going to push me? I'm the type of person that if I work and I'm leaving my children, I want to be pushed. I want to be inspired. I want to go to work every day and, and be that best version of myself. Peloton was nowhere on my radar at all. Just saw a job posting for this job. I applied. I actually looked at my husband and said, I don't know anybody there. I don't know the company that well. This was two and a half years ago. And he said, yeah, but it's you. You need to apply. (laughs) And I did. I had amazing interviews. And I mean, I found my place where I belong. It's that place that really does bring out the best in me every day. It inspires me. I love going to work. Wow. (laughs) I'm a little jealous right now. (laughs) Actually, a lot. (laughs) We always have this internal battle because I like love my job so much. Not that you don't like your job, but I have a different passion level because I'm get to do fun stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and it's so interesting because, you know, I'm running a business, running retail. So it's that that part of me that I always wanted and and what I went to school for, what I wanted to be when I grew up. But I love it. And it's something I'm so passionate about. It inspires me. It's creative sometimes. It's stressful days other times. But at the end of the day, when I go home, I love my job. And so it's so nice to be able to say that and, and to really find your true calling. And how long have you been with Peloton? Two and a half years. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Abby, how about you? 
It will be three years in March. So I started just a couple months before Jen. So did your family own an ice cream parlor or <laughs> how does this work? That she did would have grow been up in New England, though, a blessing so. and a curse. Yes, I grew up in New England, so that would have been great. But luckily, we had lots of other good ice cream options. <laughs> so how did you end up at Peloton? Great question. So similar to Jen before Peloton, I was basically unfamiliar with the brand. I started my career after college working in digital marketing. So it was a lot of pretty tactical, not that exciting things to do. But I was really, really passionate about learning about consumers and consumer behavior and figuring out how to reach the right consumer with the right message. And so I moved into something called communications planning, which a lot of it was kind of identifying target audiences for different brands and then really identifying what they were passionate about, what types of media they interacted with and how we could really make the most effective marketing plans for them. And because my work in communications planning was so consumer focused and so engagement focused, I was actually able to transition onto the brand side, which was where I really wanted to be. And I went to a company called Birchbox, which is a beauty subscription brand. So that's where I was before Peloton. And I was working on subscriber engagement marketing. So really thinking about really cool ways to keep our subscribers continuing to subscribe. So customizing their monthly subscriptions, delighting them with new products, figuring out new ways to present the brand to them. And that it was really fun. And from there, I came to Peloton. And it was a similar thing where I was pretty unfamiliar with the company, but I went to some interviews. At the time, I was not putting a lot of stock into them just because, you know, I was kind of surveying my options. And so I showed up at my first interview in ripped jeans and Converse. <laughs> no, you didn't. I was like, nah, we'll see how it goes. No big deal. <laughs> wow. Yep. Talk about a baller move. <laughs> yes. When I went back for the second round, I think I looked a little better because at that point I was very excited. So, yeah. And then started working. So at Peloton, I actually started working. So similar to what I had done at Birchbox, on member engagement marketing. So introducing new instructors, all of the new software launches, anything that really was a message for our existing members was what I owned as part of the marketing team. And at some point we kind of realized, oh, we're opening a lot of stores, like we should do some marketing for them. And it got handed to me because our members in any existing community were a really big part of getting a new store off the ground. So thinking about how do we reach out to members, let them know there's a new showroom nearby and basically have them help us spread the word. And so I started working on that as part of my existing scope. And as our retail business continued to grow, we realized it needed to be a full-time role. And it's just a part of the business that's really exciting. And Peloton is doing retail in a really, really cool and unique way. And I wanted to be a part of that. So now I handle retail marketing full time. So what made them focus on retail when they started off as as a very much internet kind of you buy it online, they deliver it. They had a studio, but it was obviously they got to have one, but they've really gotten aggressive. It's not just a store here or there. Like it's it's a major expansion. Yeah, that's how you ended up in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, if you're coming here, that's a major expansion. We're not on anybody's top twenty. When they decided, um, when they, as they were building the business, but when they decided to test and say, like, let's just see what retail can do, 
I think they did it in such a smart kind of test manner. So they opened a location five years ago in the Short Hills Mall, which is a suburb of New York City in New Jersey. Very smart to go to Short Hills. It's suburbia where a lot of people leave New York City to go live. So they knew their core client of who they thought their customer was lived there. So they were very, I want to say, nonchalant about it at the time to say, let's just pop up into the space. Let's see how it goes over the holidays. If we sell a few bikes, we'll be happy. And they did. They opened up this kind of concept store. They, I remember all pulled all-nighters from their stories. John Foley himself was there on a Saturday selling bikes, and it clicked, and it worked. You know, John and Tom, Ryan, they were all there together, and they saw their customer. And they realized that people wanted to walk in, get on a bike, touch, feel, see, you know, see what they're spending $2,000 on. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who buy the bike unseen and they just know that it's the right thing for them. But there's a good percentage of the population who really want to try it. And so as we've been opening up more retail stores over the past few months, Abby and I have seen this too, the power of doing a test ride and doing trial. So it's something, I'll let her speak to it, but it's something that we really push on our end because when you click into the bike and now take a test run on our tread, put headphones on and immerse yourself in it, it's so magical. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to how strongly we believe in the Peloton experience. We really think the experience is so compelling. And if you're considering the bike or the tread and you want to experience it for yourself, we want to provide that for you. And that's really where we think the future of our showrooms lies is in this opportunity to let people experience it for themselves. And, you know, we do a lot of consumer research. And what we've found, not surprisingly, is buying a Peloton bike or a tread is a really considered purchase. Not only is it something that you know, you're not spending $2,000 on a whim, but you have to figure out, is it going to fit in your home? Is it something that's going to become a clothes rack, like whatever other piece of fitness equipment you may be bought in the past? And what we found is that actually experiencing the product in person addresses those barriers head on because you see it, you realize how small the bike is. In the case of the bike, you realize it'll fit in your home. You understand the immersive quality of the classes. You understand the charisma of the instructor. And then that's what pushes you over the edge. And we love being able to provide that to people. This isn't an, an approved question. But um, is, is, that why, is that why you guys have kind of gone to on some of the areas where you have more room in your stores? Is that why you've had the private room so you can have a chance yeah, exactly. to try the... Yeah. Yep. It's all in service of that test class opportunity. And the way that we think about our retail footprint is not the way that everybody else in this mall really looks at their business. And I love that about us. It's not transactional. Yes, we look at who's walking into our stores and what's happening and how much traffic one might get than the other. But what I really gauge a good business on is the people walking in. What are the relationships you built? Who did you get to know? You know, and and everybody's buying process is different. So it might take somebody a few days to decide that they want to purchase a Peloton tread or bike. I have to get used to putting the tread (laughs) in there. I can't dismiss that one. Or, you know, it might take you 90 days. And whatever it is, that's okay. We want you to be part of our family and we want the relationship to start right when you walk in and you were greeted by somebody on the retail staff and so we really train our team to think much more in a sales oriented way and it's definitely a relationship sales and the beauty of it is yes you're buying a product and then really you don't have to come back in and purchase anything else from that but a relationship was made so you're going to come in and you're going to make sure abby and i always talk about why retail you're going to make sure that your form is right 
and that your fitting is right and we'll do that for you. You might come back in and celebrate your birthday like somebody did in our Short Hills location. Her whole family came in with balloons and she did a birthday ride. Yeah, um, that's I'm, a huge, huge piece of the business right. is establishing ourselves as a community hub for these different cities and making sure that people feel invited in long beyond when they make that first that purchase. I, I don't actually have to leave the store, right? Because I, I, I'm already pretty at home here. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to leave. You can stay as long as you want. You're an honorary member. <laughs> Let's just see how many bikes you sell now. <laughs> Brian, our store manager here, is going to call you up and say, so how many referrals have you done <laughs> to my store? Well, I don't know about the store, but I've already maxed out the year. Nice. Good job. Yeah, and I mean, we love that. We love celebrating my milestone rides, buying people cookie cakes. Like it's the little touches. I think that really go a long way. And that's what's important to us. So really building that kind of heartbeat in these communities. If people aren't able to get to our studios and enjoy a class with the instructors in person, how do we bring that to life here in St. Louis for everybody? Because community, as you guys know, is really so strong for Peloton. So we want to make sure that they feel it out of our showrooms. So do do you see when you go into a market like three months, four months, six months later, do you see that those markets have a disproportionate number of bikes now than than other non-retailed markets? Yeah, yep. I mean, we look at it across the country and when we're going to decide where do we want to open, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. And so we do, we look at where we've sold bikes. I look at it now more because of our expansion. I'll use Dallas as a market. It's a very strong market for us. And now we have three locations within the Dallas market. So I also look at how many bikes we're selling before we open up while stores are opening and growing and how many more can we also sell? So yes, we see a lot more kind of coming up as we open up more retail and it's not just out of a retail showroom. It's on, web through inside sales when people call in, but I feel like we're only scratching the surface. You know, we still have so much opportunity with this brand and that's what's really exciting. Well, I definitely agree. I feel like I am constantly telling people about Peloton. They've either never heard of it or they're like really curious about it and they've heard of it, but they're not ready to like make the leap. So well, if you're having those conversations with people in St. Louis, I would say wait three months and have those same conversations because I think a lot more people will be familiar with us. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And just today we've been working on the floor. We love interacting at at openings and talking to members and talking to non-members. And so many people came in today and said, I've seen your commercials. And so that's what makes Abby smile. Yep. We've done it. We love We've that. reached them. We had people waiting outside today before the doors open. And Yay. that is our real measure of success. Yes. Agreed. The things that make us happy. So how did Peloton arrive at the name Peloton? I'm going to let Abby take that one. For those of you who don't speak French, which I'm assuming would be most people, Peloton is a French word that's used if you watch any sort of professional cycling or if you're reading any news story about Tour de France or something like that. Peloton is a word that refers to a pack of cyclists who ride really closely together to reduce drag, and they can go a lot faster when they're riding closely together. So it's a pretty cool word to describe this idea of being stronger together, and that's really core to the Peloton brand. And it's pretty cool because it's a cycling term, but it's more broadly a term that ties into how we think about our brand and this idea about community being so central to our brand. And, you know, one of the things you see it on our T-shirts and you see it on our websites, we say it all the time, is this idea of together we go far. And that's really rooted in the same concept of Peloton as a term that speaks to the power of community and the sum being greater than the individual parts. That's really important to us. 
So do you guys have any concerns as you move forward that it's very associated with the bicycle community, the bike community? So as you move into other product lines, how do you plan to address that? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I would say we kind of benefit from the fact that most people probably don't know the meaning of Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But no, I think even though it does have cycling at its heart, like so do we as a brand. We will always be a company that that started as a cycling brand. And that's not who we are anymore. We're a fitness brand and we're providing fitness opportunities for people through a range of products at this point. But no, I don't think it's a problem because I think at its heart, the meaning still carries beyond cycling. It's like how Walt Disney always with his famous line about never forget it all started with a mouse. Mm -hmm. But they sell a lot of things that aren't mice. Right. You might associate a princess more with Disney at this point. Not me. Right. I'm all about the mouse. He is all about the mouse. Mickey Mouse loyalist. <laughs> it's so funny. Ooh, my voice is going to go in and out. If you've heard people speak and our instructors have come on, they talk about our company culture. And that's our culture, too. It really is. I think we live and breathe this idea of being passionate about our community and about each other. And, you know, that's why hosting things like HRI, that's so essential to who we are as a brand. And it's so cool to me from a marketing perspective to work at a brand where there is so much brand love. And that's something we do not take lightly. Like that is a huge responsibility. And it's just such a cool thing to be able to know that we are able to deliver an experience that makes people so passionate they start a podcast about us. So, <laughs> you know, we love it. Or get tattoos. Right. I, Wait, I, did, you get a ta- did you get a tattoo? I, not yet. Not Jen, yet. Jen broke the news. <laughs> I'm like, man, they do everything in this St. Louis store. Wow, honestly, great idea for a store opening. Great idea. (laughs) Live tattoos. We were in our Tampa showroom. I was in the Tampa opening, and we spotted another in the wild Peloton tattoo, and it just gets us so excited. I I mean, I think it says a lot. How? how, I mean, that's a tattoo obviously lasts forever, so if you're willing to put that on your body, I mean, that just says so much. Right. What better testament to the experience we've created than forever? (laughs) That's that's a lot. So our next question, we should say that these were uh, submitted by listeners. They were, and I feel terrible because I forgot to put everybody's names on these. So if they had their leaderboard names, they're on here. And so the next, the first few do not have people's names. So oh, so if you don't hear your name, we're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> blame it on her. Definitely my fault. How do images of the instructors play into Peloton marketing? Marketing because you see certain instructors pop up in commercials or on different p- pieces of of advertising, and so it's just kind of curious as to like who who gets chosen. Yeah, I think it's a good question. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. And, you know, each instructor is such an instrumental part of our brand. And the instructors really personify the brand for a lot of people. And people form really close relationships with them. And they feel really empowered and motivated by them. And so our full range of instructors is really important to making sure that everyone feels like they can have the best possible experience with Peloton. So my guess would be this question is probably related to who we featured in recent TV commercials. My answer to that would be TV is just one part of our marketing and we feature our full range of instructors in social media, in email, on our website. We bring different instructors to each of our showroom openings. I think we... Even though people see our TV commercials, hopefully a lot, you know, we really think about making sure we are playing up each of the different unique personalities and strengths that our instructors bring to the table because that full lineup is so important to making sure that people have a personal experience with Peloton. 
Do you ever choose different instructors for different campaigns based on like a target demo? Well, so I can speak to that from a retail marketing perspective. So when we are thinking about opening a showroom and we're starting to plan for an event, we've traditionally brought instructors to showroom opening events because our members, like I was saying, are such an important part of opening a showroom. We want to thank our members for being there even before we had a physical presence. We want to find a way to bring them in the door and delight them with, you know, new apparel from the boutique or special swag or whatever it might be. And bringing an instructor can be such a cool experience for so many people to meet them in person and really get to thank them for the experience they've had with us. Give them a hug. Yeah. Give them a hug. <laughs> we've seen some crying. We love it. We love it. We love hearing the stories and yeah, how it's awesome. know, we've helped them transform just the hardest part. Parts of, yeah. of their day and of their life and the instructors got them through it and our instructors love it too because it's kind of a cool opportunity for them to coach people in real life or hear people's individual maybe someone's going through a particular challenge in their training and an instructor can really talk them through it and it's really motivating but so it when is. we think about what instructors we want to bring to what event we actually do look at if a particular instructor index is higher in one market than another, maybe we are opening in a market like Denver where there is a big outdoor cycling community. And so a Christine or a Matt would really resonate because they are thinking about the technical parts of their training. So we do think about that. We also think about if we are bringing two instructors, like what the vibe will be like with two of them and how can we really make sure that we're bringing people a special experience. Like when we opened up Charlotte and had Alex and Cody together. That was magical. Yep. I was awesome. <laughs> they I were bet great. that was a lot of energy. <laughs> that was great. And Cody is from North Carolina and they just have such a great rapport with each other. So he yeah. had roots there. They have a strong relationship. I mean, it was line out the door the entire time. So much fun. And it's cool because now we get to bring our tread instructors. So yeah. when we first brought the tread to all of our showrooms on October 18th, that was the gateway to be able to start bringing tread instructors. And so we've done three or four events mm -hmm. with them yeah. at this point at different showrooms. And it's just really, really cool because members come in who are super familiar with the bike. Maybe they've had their bike for years, but learning about the tread is something brand new for them. And to have one of our instructors there to be kind of that first opportunity for them to learn about it and why it's such a cool experience. That's been awesome. And, you know, we want people to get to know them in person because they're, they're such, special. such a great crew. Yeah. And they love it now, too. I mean, they're so early on in their Peloton journey. So to experience it this way is just really inspiring for them. They get so excited. Yeah, I've, I've always been fascinated by you guys using the instructors to open a store because... On the one hand, like I get that it, it's going to bring in some people, but it's going to bring in people that have, they've already purchased bikes. Because yeah. if they haven't, they, they wouldn't know who these people are because the non-purchasers are going to be right. like, yeah, it's a guy in activewear, whatevs. Well, that goes back to Jen's earlier point, too, of we believe so strongly that the showroom is just as much a place for our members as it is a place for someone who is thinking about making a Peloton purchase. We want every one of our showrooms to be a community hub and we believe that it's a great opportunity for us to launch in the market with a bang if we really delight the people who believed in us before they even had the opportunity to try Peloton in person and then hopefully they feel good enough to spread the word. Yeah and we've seen in new markets where we don't have an existing retail footprint 
there is this buildup to the showroom coming. So you have this natural occurrence where people knew we were coming, so they were waiting to do their purchase with members, and they kind of collide together. And it's really fun to watch and see. I bet that's really special. Yeah. Oh, well, because you know our members are selling the bikes for us. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> we've had up on that. We've yep. been in showrooms where we might be pitching a bike and a member comes in and will literally say, I got this. Yeah. Let me handle that. Or they'll just, they'll walk by and be like, just buy it. Just do it. <laughs> At some point, the store numbers will plateau. I mean, in terms of the number of locations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is there any thought to like, will you then like circle back around and bring instructors back to locations that have been around for a while? Yeah, and we've done that before where we've hosted events at showrooms outside of it being an opening. But because of the volume of openings sure. we've had in recent months, that's where really where kind of our resources have been focused. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, we would love to do that. We, we love being able to kind of give that experience to people across the country. Aww. <laughs> have you guys considered using real people for marketing ads and commercials? There are so many success stories of transformations, finishing marathons, triathlons, etc. I'm sure any rider would welcome the opportunity and it would be free for Peloton. They don't have to pay modeling fees. And that's uh, from Shaz. (laughs) I love this. And I think it actually addresses something that's really, really important to us as a brand. And that is that everything we do is inspired by or in reaction to something we've heard or seen from our members. So if you think back to the TV campaign that we did during the Olympics, it was a TV commercial called Better Is In Us. And it was the first time we told a brand story instead of just focusing on the experience with our product and told kind of the story of a busy family and a mom who was using the bike really as a release, as an escape, as you know, an opportunity to be her best self every single day. And that was directly inspired by stories and quotes and in-person interactions that we've had with our members. So while our commercials don't necessarily feature our members, every story that we're telling is a direct response to what we hear from our community. You know, we really try to feature posts from our members on our social channels. We try to repost what we see. Our instructors do the same thing. We want to make sure that we are really paying homage to what our our members have told us and making that a bigger and bigger part of our brand. It's really important to us. You know, I've always noticed that I think I I don't pay that much attention to fitness advertising, but I feel like you're the first one I've ever seen that doesn't rely on before and after photos. That's a great observation. Good point. If you think about what you've seen of Peloton marketing, yes, you've never seen that and you never will. And that is because we believe that everyone's personal goals are different and it really is about becoming the best version of yourself and how you define that is really up to you and and we would never want to be prescriptive we would never want to be judgmental we want to provide the platform for people to be empowered and to feel stronger and to be better but for us to define that as weight loss or bikini body or whatever that is that's just not who we are we don't believe in that at all I love that that's so thoughtful yeah I mean I've seen commercials where I'm like you know, somebody's before picture and I'm just like, well, it's not that bad. I'm like, there's somebody watching that, that is, that's their goal. Right. That, you know, and we want to support everyone in whatever their fitness journeys are. But for us to say, this is a before and after that's in large part speaking to fads, right? Those things come and go. And that's not how we want to be as a brand. 
we really want to be about the journey and just empowering people to figure out what their own goals are and surpass them and set new ones and surpass those two. But I think that's why our member community is so inspiring to us as employees as well. I mean, there are some pictures that are posted on our member page, right? And because of those pictures and you see that transformation, like I went and got addicted to Emma Lovewell's core workouts. Like it was one of my favorite workouts for a while because these members were saying like, look at my transformation. So Abby's right. I mean, it's not the ethos that I think of our marketing, but when we see it in our own member stories that they're sharing with us on Facebook or in person and telling us these things, it's so inspiring. I know that when we were first talking about doing the podcast, I was thinking the interviews with the writers I'm just like, well, every week it's going to be the same story, right? It's going to be like, oh, I used to weigh a lot. Now I weigh less. And, and, and honestly, like, it's not that we haven't had those stories, but we haven't had many, like, and I'm sure people have lost weight and and gotten in better shape, but that's not the story they're telling. Mm -hmm. No, it's that the community is life changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like we were saying earlier, got us through a really hard part in our life. And I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for that instructor who just motivated me every day. And so we talked about it being definitely physical, you know, and you need that workout that a Peloton gives you, but it's also mental, you know, and if it makes me a better employee, if it makes me a better mother, if I have to just shut the door for that 45 minute Alley Love Live ride on a Sunday morning and then I go back to my kids, I'm better because of it. And so I think that's what Abby's saying too, where that better is in us. And a lot of the things that you see us pick up on is because it's what is happening to all of us. And we all believe it so much as employees and we're running when we have the time where we're using the app when we're on the road. These guys are making us better too. And, and we all really, really believe in it. So our next question is from The Grizz. And I was going to say he, but I guess it this is. Okay. I was like, I guess a, a girl could be grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> in regards to retail, uh, where is your strongest growth region in the U.S. for the bike and, and now the tread? Just wondering if the northern states and their winter months are driving sales. It's so interesting. I love looking at the data of a business and looking at the stats. And that would be, right, your initial reaction to say there are certain months out of the year where you're stuck inside. Again, we've seen here that all the time, especially as we go into the snowy season (laughs) in most of the country. But it's just as good in Texas, as I was saying earlier, because there's months in the year that you don't want to be outside in Dallas and you're not doing your outdoor rides because it is hot and sweaty, especially in Houston. We've seen it. So my best growth right now is honestly coming, believe it or not, from some of my existing markets, like a Short Hills who just had their five-year anniversary a few weeks ago. They have had explosive numbers over the past few weeks. So it's so exciting for me to see again as this traditional retailer to say my growth year over year in my locations that have been around for a while is not slowing down. Yeah, that's like Isn't unheard of. Yep. And my managers, I know they love me for this, but when we talk about growth and when I give them their budgets, I tell them, listen, don't accept what everybody else is doing. We're Peloton. We're going to crush it. We're going to do better. And that's why you work here. That's why you come to work. This is what you want to do. You want me to raise that bar and set it high. And then you guys go and, and just perform beyond even that. So I see it there. I see it in DC and Tyson's. It's just an incredible mall, Tyson's Corner. And so their growth is Extraordinary, But I think I can say it in a lot of markets across the country. So it really, it depends. It's not just about cold weather. It's cold, hot, time. 
who's spending the most time in the car commuting and they just don't have that time to then get back in their car and go to the gym. So that's why I think it's really resonating with a lot of people across the country. Yeah, and I think there's that convenience factor too. So to Jen's point, maybe Peloton can save you time on your commute. Maybe you have a really demanding job and you don't have a lot of time to get to the gym or get to a class. Maybe you have a big family and that's demanding your time. So it's not just weather. I think there's a lot of factors that make Peloton the answer for a lot of people. What does Peloton look for in hires at the retail stores, how they are trained, and what is the management structure? And that's from May May. So people is my favorite thing to talk about <laughs> because I'm a people believer. I actually think that you'll talk to anybody in the company and they'll say that, right? I've heard actually people come on and talk about how they sit at a table and they're just in awe of who they're surrounding themselves with and how smart people are. And that's really what Peloton looks for. I have an amazing retail recruiter. So I have to give a shout out to Allie because she's just like my right hand woman. She does so much for me and she finds the best people. But we really debate this and we say, is there you know a category that we will go after that we know makes a really good store manager or a sales associate? And there's not there's not this background that you have to come from to walk into these four walls and run it. It's about who you are. And so the way that I like to describe it is there's this grit in people. Because Peloton is a very special and unique company. And believe me, it's not for everybody. So to really understand it and understand how it works and to thrive in it, there's that that something in you that you're okay with the hustle. You're okay rolling up your sleeves and getting the job done and figuring things out. Of course, in the parameters at which we operate as a company. But there's definitely this unique personality trait that we look for more than anything. We love when we can to grow and develop from within. And so it's a big mission of ours, especially going into next year as we opened up so many stores this year and hired so many people to be able to develop our own and have managers move around the country. But so we look for that. I think training and development we're getting better at. It's definitely something that we continue to improve upon. When you are a big believer in people, you want to give it your all and give them everything to be successful. So we continue to work on it. I think the best quality we have when it comes to it is we want to set you up for success. And we want you to walk in on day one feeling supported and loved by us. So we try to do these simple gestures. We try to really welcome people. I just got a note today from somebody on my team because for all the new store openings, I've been sending them two books. Two of them have been John Foley recommendations. One of them is one of my favorite books. Just with a handwritten note that says, welcome to the Peloton family. So happy that you guys are open. Here's something to start your library so you never get tired of learning. Like We really just want everybody to stay hungry and stay eager and push yourselves to be your best. So even if we don't have the best foundation yet for training and development, learning, all these different things, everything that we do is so thoughtful and we really do it with a lot of care behind it and we want people to know how we really believe in them and we want to see them be successful. Now you want to come on the team? (laughs) (laughs) What is the most popular item besides the bike that's sold in the store? I mean, it really is the bike. And there's an attachment rate to how many bikes we sell and accessories to it. Our apparel business has really grown. Jill's doing an incredible job growing this business year and year, really listening to people's feedback and what they want and what they're looking for. But the core of what we do, it's our bike. Yeah, I can't I, I can't keep up with the, the clothing line. I mean, I am keeping up, but... <laughs> it, it sure feels like you are. <laughs> Especially this new delivery. 
Oh my gosh, this <laughs> this last line. Oh. Yeah, and I cannot. I I've heard that these the next line has the quotes in it. So yeah, I've, I'm I'm already reserving some of my <laughs> funds for that. I just heard that today. That if you like holiday, just wait for this next line to deliver because it's even better than what we see today. Oh so my gosh, that gets me very excited. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Why doesn't Peloton do small pop ups retail stores in big malls when there isn't a full retail store? Seems like they could hit more people that way. And that's from she spends a lot. We, we do. do. Yes. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so she spends a lot. Depending, I guess, where you live, you might not have seen it yet. And I've actually, I've seen feedback about these micro stores, as we call them. They are 300 square feet. So they're small. And it's exactly that. When we know we want to go into a market, but let's say the right real estate isn't available yet. And we have to wait. Rather than waiting a year or two for something to open up for a full showroom, we go into these markets and they're so quick and nimble and easy to do. And I actually think it's an amazing brand moment. They're beautiful. You can't miss it. It's really, they're right there in front of you glowing and saying Peloton. So we open up these micro stores. Right now, the majority of them don't sell any apparel. We've been testing it out in a few, and that's a lot of feedback that we get from our members that they really want these uh, micros to sell apparel so they can have that full experience. But we do what we can with 300 square feet and really introduce people to the brand. And again, from a retailer standpoint, they're so magical. The productivity of them is so good. People are eating them up. They are riding in them. They are taking these trials. They are buying. So we love testing and trying new formats. I think the beauty of Peloton is we don't need necessarily four walls to do our business. So I always joke with my team, you got a bike and you got an iPad, you can go sell. So we're always testing and trying new creative formats. So does that mean that in places where there are pop-ups that they can expect a traditional retail store at some point in the future? You know, that's always the plan that if they perform, we should flip over and go. And if we don't, then it's just a different business decision. So, for example, we had a micro store in Montgomery Mall and we decided to move to Bethesda Row. So in Maryland with our full showroom rather than staying in Montgomery. So it's definitely this like test and try kind of model. And again, I think it's what makes us special and what we're doing at retail because a lot of other retailers can't act this way. When you're looking to open new locations, does it make more sense to like, oh, we sell a lot of bikes there already? Or does it make more sense to go, we're not selling a lot of bikes there. Let's go goose it. Yeah, I mean, we look at it both ways. That if we know that it's a market where we should have a strong presence, but we're not, we kind of dig into the why not? What, what do we need to do to lift it and see how we can change it? It really does go back to what I was saying earlier. We know where we're selling bikes across the country through different sales channels. So we're lucky that we have three different ones to kind of dictate. And then we look at it with knowing our demographic and who are our average Peloton users and are we hitting that person? And that's really, I also turn to Abby a lot of the times where, if I'm in a market and I know I should be selling more, she gets these cryptic notes from me. <laughs> and she has to try to understand what I'm writing the day. <laughs> it happened last week and I was like, oops, hit send too soon. But I was like, but I thought you could read my mind and knew what I was saying. That's when you know you work with really good people. I had basically interpreted it at that point. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, it, it is like, that's kind of the key question is like, is the strategy to amplify what's working or is the strategy to try and turn a trend around? Mm-hmm. And we want to do both those things. Yeah. And we just challenge ourselves. You know, we really, we take nothing for granted. We could be doing so well and then we still kind of dig deeper and say, okay, let's look at this. Let's understand why. What are we doing well? What can we still do better? How do we do this in more markets? How do we replicate what we know works for us? What kind of factors are different than when you decide how large the store will be? 
a lot of that really is based on real estate. And so what a landlord has available at the time, are we happy with the overall square footage? You know, what's the minimum that we really want to be in that we're okay? And honestly, that changes so quickly. Mm -hmm. What was good for us six months ago might not be good right now, and it might not be good in six months from now because there's just this ever-changing that's happening at Peloton, which, by the way, we love. I love it, and I always tell my team, listen, if you're somebody that's not comfortable with change, you're kind of in the wrong place. Like, you have to be okay (laughs) knowing that we're just moving in, in the forward direction all the time and that's the beauty I think of John and his vision and and same with William is they have this future growth that like we all just stand behind and we're like let's do this let's just keep taking on let's challenge ourselves let's stay in this lane and go really fast so we try to and we try to balance it we look at square footage we look at frontage how much window space we're going to have right you want people to notice you and it's really easy in a shopping center or a mall just to walk right by but we want to have those wow moments for people Abby knows because I always say to her like what are we doing to draw people in what does it look like from the outside that makes you stop Stop and pause and say, hey, I want to go in there. One of the coolest things actually that has happened totally organically is members actually riding on the display bikes in our windows at showrooms. Love and it. there is no better way to bring people in the door than someone fully sweaty, <laughs> maybe screaming at their bike, <laughs> taking a live ride in the front window of a showroom. We love it. We've been known to take a few live rides yeah. in the windows at showroom opening. Yes, we Maybe carry a lot of later. dry shampoo with us for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how far in advance do you plan a store opening? Oh, sometimes not far enough. <laughs> oh, my God. I give credit to some of the people that you met today that were coming in and out. My team, again, like talk about working with just a great group of people. There is that hustle that we all come together and we're like, all right, we got six weeks to do it. Let's make it happen. Sometimes we have 14 weeks, 20 weeks. You know, it really just depends. But we really take on challenges. I think you guys hear a lot about our mission and our values at Peloton. And you're going to find that in all of us that we act with this drive to just, okay, in a very smart manner, it's never haphazardly. We're just not the type of people that will let it be that way. But in a very smart manner, we're doers. And we put a plan and we're like, go, let's make it happen. All hands on deck. We can do this. You know, construction is really tough on the retail side. And you could be told that they're handing you over a store five days in advance of opening. And that can change to one day in advance of opening. And that's, again, when we look at each other, we're like, all right, we've got a store to open in 24 hours. Who's ready? And that could be on the marketing side. That's why you don't hear about a store eight, ten months in advance, even if maybe we've signed a lease on it. Because we don't want to announce a date, push it back by a day, move it up by two weeks, whatever it is. We want to make sure that we are giving people the right expectations for what's coming. And so we don't announce probably with any given store opening I would say my average is around two weeks in advance no more than that because there's still so many things that could change in an instant in that time period and we really want to make sure that we're not setting false expectations for people and that when we do announce a store like it's happening and people can really get excited there's just as much like there's so much anticipation on our end you know but you guys can feel that from us it sounds like well and there are other factors at play so even if I don't send an email announcing a store like there's probably a barricade up and people know a Peloton store is coming they might walk by this storefront two months ago and see Peloton is coming but we haven't said anything yet so like we're letting the buzz build but we haven't told people when exactly we're opening and that creates this like fun sense of anticipation before we're ready to make an announcement 
I think that was our last question. Yes, that was our final one. You made it through the gauntlet. We did we it. We did it. <laughs> our first live interview in St. Louis. Yay. Yay. St. Louis. St. Louis, we love you so far. We feel honored. Yes. <laughs> so far, that can change, right? Like, like, so, like, don't screw it up, St. Louis. Well, you we're won. hearing things about gooey butter cake, so I feel oh. like things can only go up from here. And Abby was like, how did I not know that I had to come St. Louis and have gooey butter cake? It sounds right it's at my It's amazing. I'm not going to lie. Now, I'm not a big fan of the emos, and Tom definitely is an emos pizza. You'll hear that a lot, okay. too. Okay. But the gooey butter cake... You cannot lose. All right, good to know. Yeah, it sounds and, like a and toasted run. ravioli. Oh. I heard about that as well. Which it's not toasted; it's fried. Right. Uh. So I don't know what we did there, but that's what we call it. But, I'm open to that as well. But, but is it's it really good. Like a square mozzarella stick. It's square, but it, but then, it, then it's like stuffed with meat, and then they fry it. Then there's also then there's marinara sauce. Right. Then there's marinara sauce. <laughs> right. Right. So. Those are pretty awesome. Crunchy okay, and have, delightful. We have some St. Louis exploring to do. Yes. <laughs> we love to come to New Market and treat ourselves to understand what makes cities so special. So, Well, thank you very much for taking time. I'm sure you guys are super swamped with launching a store and you still sat down with us. We've loved it. So thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. So uh, did our uh, interviewees have recipes for us? They did not. We talked about it, but... Um, we're going to have to give them a pass because they are in L.A. opening more stores this week. And so they did not have time. Well, that's a shame because she was talking about some bacon thing. I know. And it was and then they had it at the at the at the store opening and but it was really good. They were going to listen. So Jen Parker, Abby Blake, if you guys can get the recipe to us for those delicious bacon things. Tom would be forever grateful. Yeah, even if it's not for us to share with everybody else, because screw them. But <laughs> I'll I, still share it with I them. I would like to know <laughs> how they were making those bacon things. They were they were good. You said I never tried them, but they, were they pretty, did look I good. I ate them all. I know you just like I. You kind of slapped the platter out of that lady's hand. I did. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean, take one? What are you looking at me like that?" It's. A platter is technically a plate. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, in her defense, I I could have at least used my fingers. <laughs> but they were really good. So, yes, we would appreciate that. So what do you have in store for people in two weeks? Because we won't be here next week. Right. Because of our GD family making us hang out with them at Christmas time. <laughs> but uh, in two weeks, we'll be back and we will interview Barbara. Norsworthy. Awesome. And she lives in Bermuda. So she's having her holiday on the beach. Oh, she's like probably got up all those like uh, pictures of like Santa in Bermuda shorts and, I don't, a, and a lay around his neck. I don't know. I saw picture. I saw her pictures on her Facebook and I did not get that impression. They like did the traditional Christmassy stuff. Awesome. So uh, we get to hear all about how she got to Bermuda and, and how why. miserable it is <laughs> to live on an island. Yes. And we'll hear all about her connections to the HR crew because she is part of the HR crew. She's one of the admins. So we're going to hear a lot. And, and Barbara has been part of the community for a very long time. So she has a lot of very rich Peloton history. Well, awesome. So we have that to look forward to. And uh, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram or Twitter or, of course, on the bike. And now the tread oh, at Clip Out Crystal because I'll be running. Running, running, running. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can now 
also not find me on the tread as well as not on the bike. So that's exciting for everyone. We'll see. I hope they can hear the little sniff noise you made. <laughs> I hope that comes through. <laughs> if it didn't back up and turn it and turn up your volume so you can hear her little her little sniff protest. So, <laughs> so also don't forget to uh, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Join the group so you can stay up to date on stuff. And of course, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. <laughs> Come on.